0: But what coaching is going to become more of is just moments of mindfulness yeah and that's actually what a coaching conversation is it's a moment where you're just there in that conversation and that's it
1: thank you for joining me today this is joseph greck coach trainer and founder of become coaching and training and today i'm your host on this podcast today's podcast I have the pleasure of being in the company of Des Vias. Des is a coach and a trainer and he's got tons of experience in coaching. I would like to discuss with Des the future of coaching, how coaching is going to evolve from here onwards, bearing in mind what's currently happening in the world and how organisations are changing. As a result of that, I'd also love to explore a bit more on what kind of attributes would future coaches need to have. with Des Beers today. Des how are you doing? Doing really really well today thank you. I think everybody's feeling a little bit strange in this pandemic but overall I'm feeling good. Well you're looking you're looking happy as always and I am I'm, I'm really excited that you you know and, and, and I want to thank you for you know taking part in the podcast today and we're going to talk about the future of coaching really and how you know your experience and how you see coaching developing you know over the next couple of years or so.
0: Definitely. And that's something I'm really excited about. So again, thank you for having me, Joseph.
1: No worries. Let's let's start then. So Des, perhaps let's start our conversation thinking a little bit about um, how we got here. We're going to be focusing on the future of coaching in today's podcast, but I think it'll be really useful for our listeners as well to just get a bit of a summary around the history of coaching in a way.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I find the development of coaching really, really fascinating because I suppose I suppose where it first became a thing was back in the 1990s mm-hmm. the early 1990s um, and back then you know coaching for most people was something in relation to sports performance yeah whereas where people brought in a, a, a coach that was where people were recognized as having talent but the coach would come in to iron out mm. kind of technical, technical weaknesses. Yeah. And I think for a lot of time, as we move forward into the 20th century, people were confused mm. about, what, about what coaching was. But um, coaching in the workplace started at the, at, at the turn of the century. Um, but if you said to a manager then, I think you would really, really benefit from coaching, usually their response would be oh my god i'm being seen as underperforming yeah. Yeah. i don't want to coach it wasn't seen as a development opportunity yeah.
1: and uh, there's, I, I mean i would say even now you know some managers some organizations if you think if you somebody talks about coaching they still think about the philosophy of sports coaching telling somebody yeah. what to do you know having somebody who's a bit more of an expert who's gonna you know, yeah. guide you on
0: yeah And that's the thing that I think is going to change really quite radically and really quite quickly as we move further into the 2020s.
1: I was going to ask, how come now? Do you think what's currently happening is impacting that? You seem really convinced that now is the time for coaching to shine. What is it about it?
0: Yeah, because, well, I think over the last 20 years, it's been growing in momentum anyway. I mean, I think at the beginning of uh, of the century, um, coaching in the workplace was seen seen as a bonus, so it's had to go through that change as well. And I think over the last couple of years, people are starting to see what coaching really, really is, the benefits, huge benefits for it in the workplace. But then they've been looking around, thinking, "Well, this is really expensive, buying mm. in these, you know, really expensive external coaches." Um, and what I think is going to happen over the next ten years, really, really quite quickly. Is that organisations are going to develop their own internal coaching yeah. capabilities? Mm. Um, and I think as we move forward now, you know, right now, learning and development budgets are, are cut hugely, do you know what I mean? We've seen this before, yeah. it happened yeah. in 2008 with the financial crisis, but it's like, we cannot afford learning and development. Um, and actually, I think what that will do is when organizations re-engage with their staff development, there will be much less of a focus on really expensive sort of management development programs. I think that's gonna be history for mm-hmm. a while. Um, the learning and development will take place internally. And coaching, coaching is the key to unlock the skill set within your organisation that's already there. That's what I'm really excited about for the next few years.
1: And I can see it. I can see you getting really excited about it. I'm I'm thinking about, there's a few things. I mean, I've got so many questions that I would like to ask you around it. I mean, firstly, in relation to the way organisations, some organisations might view coaching, because sometimes I find that still some line managers or even senior, senior leaders within an organisation don't understand what the role of coaching is.
0: Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and, I, and I think for a long time, like coaching was perceived within lots of organisations as something that sticks outside yeah. the business of what the organisation is trying to do. You know, it was almost seen as some kind of corporate therapy mm-hmm. some sort of add-on or bolt-on to a kind of well-being package and Mm. that's not what what coaching is at all coaching is an absolutely critical and intrinsic part of how your organization operates and performs and in the next decade without that without Mm. that your organization will not thrive or compete this is part of how you work with and develop and communicate with your staff you know you don't you don't have to sit down and have structured coaching sessions with your staff necessarily although you can sometimes but that's not what it's about it's about taking a coaching approach with those conversations with your staff genuinely being there and reaching out and trying to understand what's going on for them as opposed to imposing on them yeah. what your vision is. Yeah. And we've seen, I mean, you and I have seen that change in the last in the last five years or so. Those organizations who are really starting to hold on to their staff mm. and move forward were starting to get that. And I think all that's going to happen post pandemic, if there ever is a post pandemic, is that's going to accelerate
1: yeah huge
0: amounts,
1: and I find that really exciting and i I mean I am in complete agreement because uh, you mentioned earlier, a lot more we will probably see a lot of Lndi departments upskilling their own um, staff in coaching, but also exactly like you said now, I also see an increase in managers, individuals developing coaching skills and having that differentiation to a degree around not everyone is going to be trained to be a coach, but actually. Having, you know, a fundamental knowledge and ability you know, in, in coaching skills is really useful because it lends to more informal type learning, kind of on-the-go type learning.
0: Exactly that. Exactly that. Yeah, I, I, I hope so. I, think, I, think, I honestly believe that more organisations will start to develop that. They will um. recognise that as critical critical for their for their managers moving forward i hope so anyway i mean it was starting to happen mm. and i'm hopeful that it will, it will happen even faster
1: yeah but even like people we you know when i'm coach training there are quite a few people who just say you know i don't particularly want to be a coach or i don't see myself as selling coaching services rather but i feel it's a great skill to have you know i yeah. want to be able to listen to people and yeah. i want to be able to ask great questions
0: yeah uh, I think it's it it, it it it's a really useful life skill for everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So it is exciting. Mm. And, and and training for coaches is also very very processing mm-hmm. in as much as it is not mentoring. You are not mentoring. Okay. Never give any advice. Never mm. guide them in any particular direction. And as soon as it as soon as it's possible, nail down their goals. Mm. Okay. Because that's what you're trying to achieve in coaching. And I think that's going to change. Yeah. I don't think that's what the future of coaching is going to be about. There will always be a use for, you know, the grow model and the star model and hundreds of other models and, and wheels of life and let's nail down what your values are. I'm not saying that's not relevant, mm. but what coaching is going to become more of is just moments of mindfulness. Yeah, and That's actually what a coaching conversation is. It's a moment where you're just there in that conversation, and that's it. That's it. Okay, Which is interesting. It's kind of suspended, and that's where the change happens for your coaching. Okay, yes. not just about you asking these amazing open and mm. clean questions. It's yeah. having the confidence to shut up, yeah. to silence, yeah. and that's where the change happens.
1: Yeah. I mean, as you know, I train. I train coaches. And I do, and I assess coaches as part of the ICF. And it's interesting how, actually, sometimes the more powerful coaching sessions are the ones where the coach just simply says nothing. They just create that sense of safety and they're just really, really present. And the, the biggest value that they're giving is just being there. Um, and they're just being, you know, they're listening, they're being open not necessarily about formulating the best question in the world but just that kind of common humanity with somebody else isn't it just sitting in that space yeah
0: but actually it's not something we're used to no and actually, and actually it's something that's really really difficult to do yeah. and coaches of course they they're quite often thinking particularly baby or new coaches they're quite often thinking well this client is paying me money do you know what I mean I, I've got to make sure that they go away with something big and tangible Mm. after this session so they're sitting there half listening but half trying to work out yeah. what incredible probing questions yeah. they could ask, yeah. ask them next and actually you uh, don't need to do that at well, all
1: and get them away.
0: yeah the most effective coaching sessions are where all you do is listen and that's that's all coaching is but mm. for coaches it is so draining it is yeah. so hard i mean it's hugely rewarding it's so exciting when you see some of your clients actually have these kind of light bulb moments or, or sort something out, out yeah. for themselves. Do you know what i mean? It, it's brilliant. It's
1: a great feeling, see, isn't it? To
0: see, to see that happen. But the energy to not lose focus, because when, mm. you know, when, when any, you know, even if a friend of yours starts talking about a problem they've got or an issue they've got, we tend to fall in one of two ways. Either we think, oh, I've experienced this, and you're just mm-hmm. to share the fact that, you know, you understand what they're talking about, and this is what you did. Or you think, call this a problem. You need to get a life, mate. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and either of those is, is irrelevant to the, co- to the job yeah. of coaching. It's yeah. about getting in there and being with them. Yeah. You know, as I said, that kind of mindfulness moment. Is Neither are helpful.
1: empathy, are they? Sorry? Neither of those responses, which are typical responses, are, you know, showing empathy. No, not way. at all.
0: Not at all. No, it's good. It's, it, 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 it's you're throwing it all back. And it's all about me. Mm, that's yeah. Okay, okay. So how can I, the brilliant coach, you know, help with this? And mm. it's not about you. It's not about you as a brilliant coach. You just have the discipline to be there. That's all you need to do.
1: Yeah. today's podcast I am in the company of Des Viers. Des is a coach and trainer and he has his own coaching consultancy Evolve Coaching. In today's podcast we are focusing on the future of coaching particularly discussing how we see coaching evolving over the next 5-10 years or so. We are also discussing the different attributes and different skills that we believe are essential for coaches. So let's hear a little bit more what Des has to say about the topic. I was going to say, Des, there's something else that um, I'm going to take you back to something that you said earlier around um, well-being, because, you know, we're talking about how coaching developed, how, you know, the future of coaching in a way. And why now is such a critical time for coaching. Do you feel, you know, a lot of organizations are focusing on well being, um, mental health advocates, um, you know, is that, do you think that is impacting coaching? Um,
0: yes, and it's connected with coaching. I think, unfortunately, even even though lots of organizations have the best intentions in, in, in the world, mm. and they recognize the need for, for well being strategies and initiatives um again it's quite it's quite often seen as a bit of a bolt-on again there can be a stigma attached to it mm. as opposed to well-being is part of who we are and what we do its it's kind of like an add-on and i think that's a unique relationship that we've lost we've lost since the 19th century when work became a thing where, you know, it started with the industrial revolution where we all go into work, yeah. you know, this is what we do, this is, these are our tasks, this is what we do in this environment, and some people will pay the penny more to be the supervisors of those people. Mm. And since then, it fundamentally hasn't changed. The workplace is a rigid environment where we come in and we put on our professional behaviors and we're encouraged to say what we think, but don't say too much. You know, we're encouraged <laughs> to be honest, but don't be too honest, you know, there's all this don't rock the boat. Yeah. So, so, people, so people are in these artificial working working relationships which have sustained which have sustained for more than a century. Um, and and until managers start coaching as part of their tool sets, I think they don't realise the benefits of coaching. Yeah. They Don't realise how you know if you can fundamentally have honest coaching relationships with your staff. Which then creates a kind of much more of a high high quality trusting relationship, then all the other stuff starts to become easier to deal with.
1: Mm. It's a simple message, really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. But some, some people are not finding it very simple to
1: hear. <laughs> yeah, completely. So, so I
0: think I think that's going to change. I think that's exactly yeah. going to change. I think it was changing anyway. I think really the only you know, people keep talking about the new normal. Okay. Mm. and it's like well there is no new normal okay we were going through change anyway it's just I think this pandemic is speeding it up
1: yeah it's like yeah. pressing fast forward on it
0: yeah historically we might look back and think actually as far as people's well-being job satisfaction a sense of purpose do you know what I mean value you know and and, and, and being recognized within their organizations I think we'll see see this 20 and 21 as a pivotal turning point historically mm. around, around how, how work changed
1: um, I also feel that we might see the or you know that we'll see coaching growing as well in places like the NHS kind of health services healthcare I think there'll be a lot more uh, in terms of upskilling professionals healthcare professionals in terms of coaching skills I mean I'm doing quite a lot of work you know with the NHS and um, kind of social services in a way around supporting individual code and develop their but we'll see coaching to be more integral as well as part as part of the people and development offer lnd offer
0: yeah I, I i i think i think absolutely and actually some of our some of our huger larger organizations which you know the nhs there's no there's no bigger employer in the uk at the moment mm. bizarrely bizarrely actually haven't engaged with coaching so much because I think it, it would feel like, well, if we're going to do coaching, we have to have a, a major investment and make sure everybody becomes a coach. And actually yeah. you, you, you don't, you don't have to do it. You don't have to do it like that. Okay. It, it's like, it's almost like a virus, ironically, know I mean, <laughs> as something, something, something moves in like that. And I think something like, something like the NHS is screaming out for management to include coaching, coaching. You know mean? and, and I think, And I think we'll see that. So, yeah, I I think there's going to be a a massive growth in coaching.
1: Coaching and coaching skills. So in terms of, um, because we talked a little bit around the future of coaching and that, you know, we both believe that it's going to boom and also not just as professional coaching, but also coaching skills in general. So what do you think could be some of the, you know, not everyone can be a coach, I feel. I think it takes certain, you know, certain behaviours, certain attributes. You can, do. what could be some of these attributes you think that would make a successful coach?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, I think you raise a really, really critical point, actually. And I would, I would just say to people, coaching is not for everybody, mm. okay? Be very cautious In that before you spend any money on any training courses to become a coach. Ask yourself, why do you want to do this? Where do you want a niche in coaching? What is it you know you want to do by becoming a coach as opposed to? I can't think of anything else to do. Because the only thing I would say about coaching is it is extraordinarily hard work, and you have got to be incredibly disciplined to be there in the moment, and that's tricky. And what you really need is patience, hmm. patience, empathy, control. And you need the emotional maturity to get over yourself about wanting your clients to think you're an amazing coach. As soon as you go in there thinking I'm really, really good, I bet she's gonna say, oh, thank you, Des. You've Mm -hmm. changed my life, you're an amazing coach. I'm gonna refer you to everybody on the planet. As soon as you start needing that or thinking like that, it dissipates and weakens your ability to just be there and focus on your clients yeah I mean I, I know when I was when I was a baby coach and trying to get all, all my hours up for qualifications and stuff I very much had that mindset you know I was thinking it's not about me it's about it's about the client that's what coaching is all about but my brain would constantly be thinking how am I doing what's the next question I'm going to ask what tool what mm. model can I pull out of my briefcase and say right well I'd like you to think about a goal now and 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 that's about you. That's about you and how good you are as a coach. And that's not what coaching is
1: about. I think we can't talk about the future of coaching without mentioning technology. And how I feel that technology will support coaching in a lot of ways. I mean, I was reading a bit of research uh, not too long ago that shows that actually in terms of um, coaching effectiveness, perceived effectiveness in coaching, some studies show even higher perceived effectiveness than face-to-face. Now, how do you think, you know, this relationship between the use of technology and coaching, you know, do you see them going hand-in-hand? Hand? Do you think... Well,
0: I, th- I, th- I think what's, what's pretty clear is, you know, what might change or, or not. You know, some things might change radically. Some things might change a bit. Some things might not change at all. The exponential growth of technology is not going to stop. Mm. Okay. I, I, I think that's a given. Yeah. I think I think I think it's it, it's widely kind of anticipated that by the time we get to twenty twenty eight, twenty nine, you know, the workplace is gonna have be a happy blend of artificial intelligence and human beings. Okay. I, I think I think, you know, we, we will be having pastries, vegan pastries with artificial intelligence. By, by 28, 28, 29, okay? Which is not a long
1: time from now. No,
0: no, it isn't. It no. isn't, okay? It sounds futuristic, but before you know it, that's where we will be. Um, and yeah, coaching, coaching will blend with whatever technology and AI is there with us, okay? Mm. So um, you're
1: thinking about it from two points yeah. of view, isn't it? Because I was thinking much more around tools to support coaches, but also you're focusing on a little bit more around um, you know, artificial in- intelligence in a way replacing coaches.
0: I think. I think. I don't think it will replace it. I think it. I think. I think. You know, for instance, we might we might
1: have bots
0: doing basic analysis of what yeah. kind of coach do you. You know, pointing you in the direction of coaches, so they might feel useful to you, and they might take you through. You know, I'm, I am going to introduce you to the star model. Do you know what I mean? I think this stuff will be available, mm-hmm. but 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 ultimately, people will need that connection with a coach that's what is so special about it
1: so you don't think we're going to re- be replaced by robots no, i
0: don't think we're going to be replaced i think to be, i think they will be there to do some of our
1: more tedious, tedious right okay. okay so we've done quite a few i mean we've covered quite a lot of ground today and if it's okay um what would be great is to hear perhaps uh, one final tip that you might have for us you know what could be a final tip for anyone who perhaps is either a coach or is interested in coaching from your experience as a coach, what, what's one tip that you could give us?
0: Okay. So, so ask yourself, okay, do I enjoy listening to other people? Mm. Do I enjoy that? Um, know that nothing is permanent in life and know that bad things do happen to good people. If you can, if you can deal with that stuff, okay, that's your starting point for potentially being a really, really good coach.
1: Okay, thank you, thank you, Des. Um, Yeah, it's it's important to to reflect upon yourself as well, isn't it? And actually think about your own skills, your own attitude towards you know, towards life in general, because that will impact your coaching. Because we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Des, thank you so much. It's been so nice talking to you. We could keep on talking about this for hours. Thank you for (laughs) inviting me. You've been listening to Coaching in Focus, the podcast by Become Coaching and Training. My name is Joseph, and as your presenter and host, I hope that you have enjoyed today's episode. If you have, please feel free to rate us or leave a comment on your favourite podcast provider. You've probably found us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or Google Podcasts. Until we see each other next time, I wish you good health and take care of yourselves.